I heard the motorcycle's buzz in the distance. Bentley hardly noticed the sound. Now that his muzzle was pointed in the direction of the stables, he had only one thing on his big horsey brain, and that was food. I glanced back toward the sound. A long trail of dust followed the two riders as they rode off. I hated admitting it to myself, but I'd found Cole interesting, or at the very least appealing, in a shallow, charming way. Even though fair hair and eyes weren't usually my type, he was undeniably handsome with an expensive, perfectly straightened smile. The one boy-next-door concession to an otherwise typical, muscular, tattooed, bad-boy appearance. We reached the gate to the inner yard. I climbed off Bentley's back and pushed up the irons. The incident on the trail could have ended a lot worse. I was relieved everyone had walked away from it smiling. Now that the usually vacant property next door was occupied, I was going to have to keep my ears and eyes open on the trail. I led Bentley into the barn and put him in the cross ties. I left my phone on the bench in front of his stall. It was blinking with a new text from Nate. Call me. I put the phone back down just as it rang. I answered. Your text said for me to call you, which I was planning to get around to eventually. Come on, Kinsey. You're not still mad at me, are you? To be honest, I've hardly given it any thought at all. See, you are pissed. Did you get the roses? A feminine giggle followed his voice through the phone. I wasn't fooling myself. Being a Supercross champion had earned Nate a large following of female fans, and I'd come to grips with it. At the same time, I wasn't completely convinced he was worth the effort of coming to grips over anything, especially other women. My dad mentioned something about some roses coming to the houses, but I wasn't sure who they were from. I'm still in the stables, and my horse is pawing at the ground. He's hungry, and I need to unsaddle him. Let's go to dinner tonight, sweetie. I want to see you. Another giggle punctuated his words. Jeez, Nate, it sounds like you're sitting in the center of a school bus filled with teenage girls. Nah, Kyle and Trey are here with some friends, that's all. What do you say about dinner? I've got a lot of work to do. Another night, Nate. Oh, come on, babe, don't be like that. Bentley snorted impatiently and whinnied low and deep to remind me he was still there and still saddled and still hungry. I've got to go, Nate. Wait, don't hang up yet. If not tonight, how about a Halloween party this Saturday? This guy who rides freestyle for Coolman Energy Drinks sent me an invite. He lives right next to your dad's place. Should be cranking. The place is owned by Nikki King. Who? Nikki King of the Black Thunder. I guess his kid is living there right now. I'll pick you up at nine and wear something hot. Of course, you're so naturally smoking. Nate, stop. I'll think about the party. The laughter in the background grew louder. You should get back to your visitors. Bye. I hung up. Bentley sprayed me with a loud, liquid snort. Nice. I wiped off my shirt. Jeez, animal, you have the patience of a two-year-old. I unfastened the girth and yanked the saddle off his back. My gaze strayed through the open door at the end of the breezeway.
The top of the house next door was the only thing visible over the brick retaining wall lining the back end of the property. I wanted to kick myself for being even the slightest bit intrigued by the boy next door, a phrase that made me nearly laugh out loud as soon as it passed through my mind. Especially if he was Nicky King's son, a detail that should have turned me off completely. And yet, that little wild voice inside me, the one that occasionally managed to grab the reins and steer me away from reason, was telling me to go to the party.